Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Rise of Kin. I'm recording this while walking uh, out in the New Mexico forest. We're, we're wrapping up the last few months of living at my uncle's place down here and hanging with my cousin and her daughter, doing some projects, uh, some concrete projects and my uncle's property and a few other things, just maintenance stuff, as well as uh, doing some grease monkeying, mechanicking on our trucks. And, you know, today I, we had, we, this is a very small community. I mean, a, co- a couple hundred people, maybe, um, in the immediate area for 30, you know, 20, 30 miles, maybe a thousand people. I don't really know. But very rural. And our two oldest wanted to do the uh, lemonade stand. And they were going to... My uncle lives up in, uh, the, in, on a Forest Service road. And he's like end of the road type property. So the only road where people pass by is the highway. Obviously not a great spot. But there's a little weekend market every Saturday in his town the closest town, which is probably 10 miles away, 15 miles away. And the kids really did a great job setting up an organic lemonade stand. They decided to make cookies. Uh, they made their signs. They asked the, the local lady that runs it if they could post up there. Um, there's not a, lot of, not a lot of kids in this area either. They were thrilled to have them there. And they, they had a great time. They did very well I think they made 20 or 30 bucks and we took the time to sit down with them afterwards to go over all their unit costs to help them understand that you know there was cost for them and I think their net profit was around seven dollars which they weren't super excited about especially after seeing what seven dollars divided by three it was the three oldest of our four uh, could actually buy them, but they were happy. They had a great time. You know, they were looking people in the eyes, smiling, upselling, you know, doing life things in, at least in the realm of commerce. And, uh, you know, it was a very interesting experience for all of us. I, you know, they really showed an interest in wanting to do it. And so that's kind of where we're at on the homeschooling front is, continuing to hone in on their individual interests and then, you know, seeing if we can collaborate to a collective interest on projects, at least for the, the two older, our, our four-year-old loves to tag along. So she always wants to be a part of it. And obviously the baby, oh, there's a beautiful young, looks like a mule deer buck just staring at me right now as I'm talking (laughs) incredible Um, but there was one conversation in particular that really stood out that I wanted to share and uh, there's a very all all the people in the town are very nice this is kind of a very traditional rural cowboy community and one of the women there was selling some, some of her stuff from her land and she was very, 
very intent on getting the kids to the church group. I guess there's a local church group for the 10 or 12 kids that live in the general area on weekdays in the afternoons. And her grandkids go there and, you know, it sounded like a very wonderful thing. We are, we are not uh, denominationally religious in any way. Um, you know, we kind of, I didn't grow up with any of that religious structure. Um, and my wife grew up in the Soviet Union, so she definitely didn't. <laughs> and we've kind of had our own journeys and just through meditation uh, some yoga, just forgiveness, reading, you know, uh, life's journey, you know, we're kind of a, we're just believers in creation. And so the woman was, she was very nice, but subtly adamant of just trying to get me to convince me to take them to church. And finally, um, you know, after the, I don't know, it must've been six or seven times that she mentioned it to me. I was like, Oh, I really appreciate it. Um, she was like, are you into those sort of things? And I said, well, I kind of view life, especially in nature as church every day. And we go to church every day by waking up and breathing and our heart beating and all of those things. Um, she gave me kind of a funny look, uh, and, didn't mention it again after that. And we packed down and said thank yous and all of those things. But it was, you know, it was just an interesting thing that we could share the general values, yet we see things totally different. And, you know, my main viewpoint is like, try not to, I'm not trying to make a mold out of the kids. You know, I'm trying... I, I feel like the way I was raised was very freeing in that sense. In that, you know, my, my mom always supported me in everything that I did or my ideas or, you know, in the questioning of if I could do something, she always supported it. And for me as a young man without a, a father around very often, uh, or any real male role model, that was it, that was like a saving grace because it just built such a strong sense of belief within myself is where it started, but it's really in the ability to create. So, you know, I just thought it was an interesting... I just had thoughts about it, that's all. And... And that I wanted to share uh, because I think this is part of what's missing in society today is that there's all this focus on these external things, uh, yet very little focus on the internal. And when there is focus on the internal, people call it like a mental health issue or something along those lines, which I'm not debating, you know, whether people have those or not. It's just a matter of you can... I I view the universe as you have everything you need right now, always. Even in the pursuit of something, you have everything you need to go on that journey. And staying open along the way, for me, has allowed me to push myself from, you know, being 
high school dropout, getting in a lot of trouble as a teenager, to moving to New York with a duffel bag, to working on Wall Street in big private equity firms and banks for a few years, to starting my own real estate development company with no experience, to raising hundreds of millions of dollars of capital to construct and develop multiple projects in two major cities and uh, ultimately to this place of uh, the most important thing that I can do is raise my children. I, I don't put anything in front of that. Um, I, I don't know that anything is worthy of being put in front of that. You know, in no way do we, is that like our situation perfect? I mean, we've been nomadic on the road for the last year and a half, almost two years. And, uh, you know, we're out trying to find a place that's comforting enough for everyone in the family to call home. And my general view was if I don't buy enough land for my kids to stay on, then they don't have a place to go without entering into the matrix or whatever you want to call it, like entering into society. And, and my other lens on that is because I have a lot of experience investing in real estate is, you know, prices are lowest right now. So the market will go up and down, but generally over long periods of time, the markets will increase because of inflation and increased demand, especially in a world with so many humans competing for the same things. And, you know, that's a different lens than I had when I was living in New York. It's, I was very focused on material financial wealth and I saw a very, very clear path to getting that. Yet every time we would make money, nothing would really change within me. And I think that's what ultimately led me to the journey within. And I've just, you know, I literally have like a, a mashup of all the things I've read and experienced. I don't follow or subscribe to any one thing in particular. I really listen to the things that sound true to me internally from an intuitional level. And I think every human has that capability, whether they're choosing to utilize it or not. And essentially, that's all I'm really trying to create within each one of my, you know, co-creations, my kids. It's, don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's a worthy challenge in today's world with the noise, even though we're, we're very unplugged. Uh, you know, our days, our days are busy, but they're busy with, uh, food prep, picking up local organic food wherever we're at, whether it's the farmer's market or the closest grocery store or the farmers that live close to my uncle, um, or it's a concrete project and learning how to finish concrete or fixing our truck and learning more about combustion mechanics, helping the kids with little projects on their bikes. We actually have started filming 
some stuff for some episodic releases, which I am going to put out first on Substack and then we'll post to YouTube. Um, and you know, that, that's a very hectic day for us, but it's not spent doing things that don't bring value to our family. So to me, that's the high holy gospel of life is that we all get that choice. And, you know, as I peel back layers internally about my experiences growing up without a a father that was present, you know, I'm solving that equation in real time with my own family. And, um, you know, my wife and I have had tremendous challenges in, you know, together as a, as a union, yet we've always overcome them with, I would say relative ease, you know, at at some of the times it felt very difficult, but when I reflect on it, it, it was very simple. It, all it required was complete truth and forgiveness and the ability to stay united and thinking of everything in our family unit as one, which is, you know, generally how I see life is like everything is one. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have <laughs> seemingly random people point me to phenomenal books for the time of where I was in my own journey in life. And, um, you know, those are all, all of them kind of prompted me to continue to look within and our time in Hawaii gave me the space to dive head first within. And, uh, you know, fortunately I had started meditating and stuff before we even left New York and I really just needed it to kind of stay even keeled in New York city with so much going on running around. You know, I had constantly three, four, five, six projects going, uh, the capital requirements for all of those projects and managing that, managing relationships with investors, looking to grow. It's, you know, it was, I, I wanted to expand and, what I've found the most truth in is expanding the self and uh, into the world it has been the most valuable part of this journey. And um, I think it always will be. You know, I'm looking to transition out of some of the commercial things that I was doing and more into creative things, writing and music, which is something, you know, I I felt like music has always kind of been deep within my soul. I, it just calls to me. I love it. I love everything about it. I'm actually taking our, our son, who's our oldest to his first concert next weekend. That is a, uh, a pretty conscious hip hop star. I think it'll be pretty interesting. He's 11. Um, sure. (laughs) sure that's going to be very interesting dynamic i'll i'll keep everybody updated on you know my general views after that concert and the experience of it but we're we're both excited and uh you know i'm 
we're we're all on a journey. It's just a matter of like finding the most peaceful way to progress through that journey. And I think it just comes from within and that if for some reason that conversation with that woman kind of prompted these thoughts and I wanted to, to capture them and share them. I think they're important things to think about, especially for parents. Um, you know, I'm constantly evaluating in the real time of like, how can I add more value to my family's experience and every, and everyone around me. And I, I used to apply that in a strictly in a commercial context. And I was too exhausted to even really think about that in the realm of other aspects of life. And as I've kind of merged all of life into one thing, I've been able to use all of those skills and everything that everyone applies to business to my family, um, which I think is, it, for me, that's the most important thing that I have going on is adding adding to their experience. That's that's the essence. I don't I don't want to just put them in school and you know, forget about them from nine to five, Monday through Friday, and then plow through weekends. It's that's, I, I get it. It's a, it, we did that for a very, very long time. And fortunately we saw my wife and I were on the same page on how clearly we saw and our life has adjusted drastically from a doorman building and a beach house to trucks and campers and, you know, living a lot more in line with just nature. So anyways, I, I wanted to share that. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, you know, we're, we've got some travel coming up over the next few weeks. We're heading back to Central America and uh, doing some work on our farm down there as well as evaluating the investment overall. And there's some political stuff going on in Costa Rica that we need to kind of understand. So, you know, we tons tons of adventure uh most importantly coconuts and surfing and we'll see how our our plants did we planted i, I think 50 or 60 different fruit varietals bananas papayas limes soursops uh jabuti cabas like all sorts of wild things that's why i want to really introduce video to kind of show people through the lens that that we have as a family that i have as a father um you know what i'm seeing in life. So appreciate everyone listening, always trying to keep it short, short. And, uh, you know, if you, if you like it, please share it. Um, I, I appreciate there's been a couple new followers, uh, over the past couple weeks. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate everyone listening and whoever's sharing or however you're finding my voice is, uh, it's magic. So thank you. I hope your life is peaceful. And uh, until the next episode, peace.